in this podcast and are going to chat about the Bible. We are inviting you on a journey with us, understanding who God is and what he's called us to. Yeah. And we want you to come with us and try to figure it out. I'm Paige. This is Christine. And we are Coloring Company. So Paige, what are we going to talk about today? (laughs) So a little bird told me that she wanted to talk about um, holy ground because we're in the book of Joshua right now. Paige sent me great notes. I have to pretend I'm talking to someone. This is Caitlin. This is Caitlin Zach. You're in our podcast now, Caitlin. Yeah, in reading in Joshua, I came across a lot of passages that I hadn't recognized from my, you know, my childhood growing up in the church. And I know I've read Joshua before. I know I have. And I just gloss over things that don't, you know, resonate immediately. Um, And I almost feel like I was trained to do that. I was trained, not Mm. in a terrible way, but just in a behavioral way. In a, so like, because if I feel like I grew up believing, I don't know if I was taught this. I think I just believed it for some reason, but I think I grew up believing that if I opened the Bible and something like quote unquote spoke to me, then that was really important. I had, I had to pay attention to that, whatever it was. So like, um, if it wasn't speaking to me with the air quotes again, like it wasn't necessarily that important. And I think that is why I kind of grew up not really reading the Old Testament, um, or at least not a lot of it. The narrative, I think I just missed parts because they were difficult. Like um, Joshua in the very beginning, it was very difficult for me to follow. I was like, suddenly we skipped to something that I thought we already talked about, but I guess that story didn't finish or that that thought didn't finish. Like it takes a weird number of stories interjected to finally get the 12 men to build the memorial. You know, like I didn't kind of even yes. put that together as its own little story until this read through where I just kind of had to keep reading it over and over again. And the one thing that kind of still freaks me out, even about Moses's story and his interaction with um, God and the, the burning bush. Um, and then this small interaction in Joshua at the end of chapter five, it's the very last verse or the last couple verses of chapter five and Joshua, they're about to cross the Jordan, right? Um, Maybe some have already passed it um, or crossed the Jordan, Uh, but Joshua is ready to cross and he sees this man or figure person, I think, um, and doesn't know who it is, right? And asks, are you for us or for the others, for the enemy. I don't think the enemy, the inhabitants of the promised land. No, it says enemies. It doesn't say enemies? For our enemies. For our enemies. And the commander of the Lord says neither. And that is, so then I can't remember Joshua's exact reaction, except like what, what would, what would you have me do or something? Or yeah, what does he say? 
He fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? Mm, okay, that does make sense that you would ask. <laughs> I'm thinking about, um, anyway, what message does the Lord have for his servant? And it, so that's the, me the message is, what is it? It's just take off your sandals. Take off your sandals for the place you are standing is holy. That's the message. Yep. It's not even just a, well, before I so. tell you the message. Yeah. <laughs> That's what gets me. It's, I, in the, in reading it, I thought it was just. And it just goes commander. to the next story. Like, right, that's it. it's done. There is no message. That is the message. Like, take off your sandals. Yeah. This is holy ground. I don't yeah. understand the message. And that's, it kind of freaks me out. <laughs> But that's something right. in my old life, right? Or not my old life, but my childhood life. I would have just been like, eh, whatever. It's not, probably not that important. Because <laughs> it doesn't speak to me or something. And that's sure. not true. Yeah, it's not the way to read the Bible. That's not how you read the Bible. <laughs> it's not how you right. study the Bible or read it for understanding. So I guess if you have um, thoughts on any of that i'd love to hear any thoughts on that i'm so what i'd like to do is first of all this is very reminiscent of another type in the of another place in the bible right obviously the burning bush situation with moses mm -hmm. this happens right yeah so yeah um exactly the, the bible you know hebrew literature is designed specifically to like hyperlink to itself via words and specific words and phrases like this or like similar situations so like this links to moses for some reason and i'm not sure what that reason is exactly um it could be that joshua is in the same place is it possible that he's yeah. in literally the same place where the burning bush was uh no Mount, isn't okay. that mount sinai i feel like that's mount sinai and that's not yeah they're at gilgal <laughs> they're near mount gear they're they're near two mountains actually there's a mount um it sounded like nebo but i know it's not mount nebo so uh it started with an e so the other place so that story is exodus 3 5 Okay. Um, so Exodus 3, 5. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called him from the bush. Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am mm. the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And this at this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. So, okay, so in the next chapter, it says, Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all armed men. Do this for six days. So he gives them the plan. Right? Oh, that's in the very first part of chapter six? Yeah. Oh. And, oh. you know. Obviously, the chapters were added later. <laughs> it's not like they had chapters at the beginning. So it's just right after that situation. So listen, 
Acts chapter 7, verse 33 also mentions take off your sandals for the place you are standing is holy ground, but it doesn't really say anything about it. Wait. <laughs> um, but it doesn't say anything so about it. Who's Stephen involved? is oh S- Stephen is giving a speech to the Sanhedrin, right? So he's talking mm. about just the history of Israelites. And so right. he says, okay. the, starting at verse 30, he says, after 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to Moses in the flames of a burning bush in the desert near Mount Sinai. When he saw this, he was amazed at the sight. As he went over to get a closer look, he heard the Lord say, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses trembled with fear and did not dare look. Then when the Lord said, then the Lord said to him, take up your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have indeed seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groaning and have mm. come down to set them free. Now mm. come, I will send you back to Egypt. This is the same Moses they had rejected with the words, who made you ruler and judge? He was sent to be their ruler and delivered by God himself through the angel who appeared to him in the bush. He led them out of Egypt mm. and performed wonders and signs in Egypt at the Red Sea for 40 years in the wilderness. Is angel capitalized? I only ask that because there is a phrase that involves angel that does mean jesus like but it's like a special phrase oh so it would have to be like there's a no oh no okay never mind tell me more so the whole old testament when we talk about the presence of god so the so the old testament does a great job of providing believers scaffolding upon which to place the idea of the Trinity, because God's identity is more complicated than I think a lot of Christians today see Mm. in the Old Testament. So there's places where this angel of the Lord, messenger of the Lord, like character, whatever, is speaking and it gets confused about whether it's this angel talking or whether it's God talking, right? Like the angel will be talking, but then the angel disappears, but God is still talking to the same person about the same stuff. It's this like this really complicated who God is and how he shows up to people. And so that sort of dynamic in the Old Testament, you can see the writers of the New Testament using that to kind of explain how Jesus can simultaneously be God and also have God be separate and kind of puts the idea of the Trinity on something real in the Old Testament. So the idea of the Trinity is not like just not out of the blue brand new and like oh yeah okay yeah just like mind-blowing <laughs> you know to, <laughs> to to jews uh, the real yeah. jewish believers sometimes as modern christians we don't realize that it's not silly you know to to insist that god's identity is complicated in a trinitarian mm. way in the old testament I need to, so you're saying we don't have to wrestle the same way people had to when Jesus was first uh, on earth proclaiming himself as God. That was like a big deal. 
it had to be explained that Jesus was there at the beginning of creation. Like why John starts his book in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Like that's trying to introduce the Trinity idea to identify Old Testament Jesus with New Testament Jesus. Old Testament son, creator. Yeah, so no? they, yeah? they oh. use a lot of language in the New Testament that points to all the different pictures of messiah okay in okay yeah the old testament and tie okay. that to god's own identity as well okay jesus is tied to yahweh right wait tell me more and and messiah in the new testament oh i thought yahweh was tied to father so father and jesus yeah i think I'm entering territory. I'm, I didn't even realize I had questions about. I'm one of those Christians, Paige. I'm one of those modern Christians. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bible study, Christine. <laughs> Why is it on your table? <laughs> okay, very good. I will read it, Paige. <laughs> you don't have to yell. <laughs> That's not what we're supposed to be talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I don't have good questions for this. I wish I had formulated questions. Right now, my questions are just kind of like, oh, no, I don't understand this. Do I not understand this? (laughs) (laughs) If we Okay, let's go back to the, the phrase I do think I understand is Christ type. Let me let me just say okay, what sure. I think that does mean and then tell me if yeah. that's sense. Okay, so I think what a Christ type, what I thought a Christ type is in the Old Testament was like, let's do another example of a Christ type, the Abraham example, um, when angels and the, the pro- probably Jesus pre- Pre-carnate, pre-carnate is that how people say it before he became a man <laughs> that Jesus was there telling Abraham about um, his future son Isaac and before they even had Ishmael right They're like it, this is well the promise of the son and Sarah laughed and so I thought one of one of those figures was a Christ type and it was just um, a way for God to appear in some form. And mm. maybe he appeared as, as an, like an angel because sure. he was with angels sure. or something. Is that what is, so that no. is, and the burning bush is a Christ type? So there's a couple of different things going on here. So we have two different things. So. First, we're talking about Christ, which literally means Messiah. So my understanding of what a Christ type is, is a picture in the Old Testament about what Messiah is going to be like and how we're going to tell who Messiah is, because that's what Christ means. Christ means Messiah, Messiah. right? Yes. So 
In the Old Testament, Christ types are Moses is a Christ type. Oh, that makes sense. He's okay. he's like okay, so Christ types are a person who's like got a piece of Messiah, but he's missing. Okay. He's got one piece, but he's missing another piece. You know, so yeah. Joshua is a, is Christ, a Christ type. type. Moses is okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Isaac is. I mean, I, there's right. Moses, oh, I mean, uh, yeah. Noah. Isaac. Noah is. Oh yeah. So there's a lot. So Jonah. there's all these Daniel. Oh gosh, no, I can't Jonah. wait to get into the prophets. Not no Jonah. I don't think he's in the belly of a whale so. for three days. Okay, that's a no, different doesn't matter. I think <laughs> <laughs> so. Jesus talks specifically about the sign of Jonah, but I oh, don't the sign. Think okay, that Jonah is. No, I can believe type. that a type. Okay. Because Jonah is such a terrible game, which we can talk <laughs> Jonah. about. <later. laughs> Jonah, I know. You know what? If I never knew because I relied on Sunday school as a kid, um, and maybe that was not me completely relying on Sunday school, but me just like not caring <laughs> as a kid. Sure. I never That's knew good. the end of the story of Jonah with the tree. Until yeah. like much later mm -hmm. in life. And I wish that was part of just the yes. kids' story. Like, what a yes. great launching launch pad for more questions for kids. Yes. Like, what yes. what? What does that mean? Then it's not just so like cookie it, cutter moral story or something. Like it you know changes what I mean? the whole story. It does. It That's how I felt story. in Joshua. Yep. But, okay. Anyway. Yes. So Christ type is becoming a little more clearer to me now. Um, a little more clearer. A little more clear. A little clearer. Clear. A little clearer. Clearer. <laughs> Paige and I are both <laughs> very interested in language. So if we end up saying the yes. same word to each other over and over again in different ways, <laughs> don't be surprised. You have a degree in mathematics. But you also went back to school. And I don't know what happened when you went back to school. Because you had babies. And you were still yeah, doing school. And it was so yeah. difficult to keep up with what you were doing. It was very chaotic in my head. But you obviously It was did chaotic that. in my head, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so listen. I, as you know, we were in the United States Air Force together yeah. as linguists. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. And... I separated when I got pregnant because my mom mm. was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Right. So I decided to get out so that I could spend time with her. Our original plan was not that I was going to get out. Extra detail, everybody. And then <laughs> we were unexpectedly had less money because I got out. So mm. I had my GI bill which I wasn't supposed to have. I was supposed to receive the $10,000 oh, no. towards paying off student loans, oh, but that gosh. got messed up at no. MEPS. So I had the GI yeah. Bill. To get that money, I had to go to school full time. The GI Bill pays you housing allowance while you're going to school full time based on where your school is, if you're going in person or based on like the national average. So I attended school online full-time 
to receive housing allowance to make money for my family because it was more flexible and made more sense. So the, I didn't go back to school necessarily to get a degree in a thing. I went to school mm. as a job and because I'm fine at going to school, like it's not a big You're pretty good at thing for me to do because I'm, I'm okay at that. So <laughs> yeah, I went to school on and off. The first place I went is Liberty University and I studied uh, theology or something, but it was all just low level classes. I mean, it was like okay. just general class. I mean, I took, I think I took like German <laughs> oh. via Rosetta Stone. Um, but then after that, you know, I, I did that maybe for a year, I guess, just taking super low level classes and then I stopped. I moved to Italy and in Italy, I went back to graduate school for mathematics because oh. I thought getting my graduate degree would allow me to become a community college teacher to earn money for my family. But that uh -huh. was way harder than it, uh, than I wanted it to be. And oh, I decided not oh. to do that. Okay. <laughs> and then <laughs> I went back to school just to earn money after we moved again to Idaho. Um, and I think I majored in accounting for a little while and then I changed it to, um, uh, like far East history or something for like a semester. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, my schooling has been on and off sporadic and with different purposes for the last 10 years. Thinking about, so I often get sucked into the idea that I need to go to school for the stipend um and it's sure. really funny I just have that mindset that I need to be making money I need to be contributing somehow I do want a degree I have <laughs> I have this desire for that piece of paper just to have it isn't that crazy just really quick to revisit the holy ground thing part of my question is about You've used the phrase a couple times together, and I've heard it before, like being a conduit of the Holy oh, Spirit. Mm -hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. And to me, like taking off your shoes, like allowing a current to go yeah. through you. Yeah. Is that what the whole idea is? I is think it? So. Mm -hmm. I, I think so. I didn't put it together until what how why would so look, listen, um, God created us out of the dust. So we are yeah, connected no, to the earth and we contain um, the Holy Spirit as believers. So um, I think that taking off your shoes and being connected to the ground is a part of recognizing your identity as um, created how God created us. Wow. Yeah. In a way like that makes total sense because I've just, you know, over the past few years, I've been wrestling with the idea of, um, woman being made from adam's rib oh that's not the right. 
We can talk about <gasps> that sometime. That's so what listen. now? Okay. So listen, in Genesis and the Hebrew, there is no word for rib. Oh. It says the way the the way the grammar works, it doesn't have a noun. It just said okay. that it's the way it's described is one she's made of one part that comes from many, but many doesn't have to mean a lot. It can just mean two. Oh. So um I think that um Eve was just made of made half of Adam. Like God just split Adam in half and created two. So there's no mention of the word rib. That's just made up because it says one a part out of the side, a part one he took one of many parts from his side. So people just oh. assumed that's rib because you look at the side of a person and your rib, there's a bunch of oh. ribs. So you took one out of the bunch of ribs, but that's not what it said. It doesn't say anything about ribs or anything. So I think it's just taking out half. Thanks for listening today. Uh, keep reading your Bible as often as you can. It may be every morning, it may be once in a while, it may be five hours a day, it might be five hours a month, but never stop. And when you're not devoting time to immersing yourself in the Bible, and this is so important, be mulling over scripture in your mind and heart. Memorize scripture. Uh, God helps us recall his word. Uh, and find fellowship with other Christians wherever you can. Pray all the time about all the things. God loves you. Love him and love others. Mm-hmm.